Okay. How you doing, Josh? Not not good. Not good, not man. Good. Okay. I came here and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not in the greatest of moods. Can, okay. I need a coffee. Yeah. You know, of all the days for this kind of stuff to happen to me. Mm-hmm. We're setting up the set and it's all yeah. good to make some stories. Christian's, Christian's just throwing mad shade at me because he's, he's just a jerk. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, <laughs> I'm just sitting here minding my own business. <laughs> and he decides to loosen my fucking, my freaking mic. Your freaking mic. And it plummets into my balls. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's call that an accident. That was a freaking, That's an accident. It was an, an accident. accident. It was an, an assassination attempt. Assassination. He's like, we can't have any more Joshes in this world. <laughs> so I'm gonna make it so that Josh can never have kids. I don't want little kids running around going, if your name is Christian <laughs> and you're really handsome, come over with your hand. That was beautiful, Josh. Um, luckily, you. you're safe. It was a it was a studio accident. Don't worry. Our health and safety monitors said it was a it was okay. <coughs> Josh is alive. We're gonna probably take you to the doctors after this episode, so we're all good. But speaking of, I don't think there's a segue, man. There's no segue. There wasn't. Welcome a segue. back to the Real yeah. Talk Podcast. Uh, if this is your first time viewing, uh, hi. Hopefully, you like yeah. the video. Hi. If you do, feel free to leave a like and maybe subscribe. Also, comment on our videos, uh, check out our Instagram and our TikTok to see some smaller clips, just our funnier moments, mm-hmm. uh, Twitter where you can see some of our updates, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, check out our Patreon if you're ever feeling generous, because yeah. uh, I got like $30,000 of student loans coming my way when I graduate. Yeah. Have you looked at your student, have you guys looked at your student loan stuff? Josh, You just. Can't. I would be frightened if I saw it. We're just going to cross that bridge when we get there? Yeah, basically. Hopefully that bridge hasn't been destroyed or burned or it's anything crazy like that. considering that compared to like students in the states this is nothing yeah this is nothing so yeah well this episode's a little bit special mm-hmm. i would say because it's a particular filmmaker that i always found fascinating i would say fascinating is a good word yeah i think that's the best word to describe our filmmaker we're going to talk about today m night Shyamalan. Yay! Yay! The twist master. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely. is the master of twists. <laughs> he he goes from an amazing ending of a twist to a movie to being a terrible filmmaker. I'm that was kidding. the biggest twist. That was, <laughs> that was the biggest, biggest life <gasps> plot twist. Biggest plot twist was Christian slamming the freaking mic into my nuts. Yo, that's an M Night twist right M. there. M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> ten out of ten. Nobody would expected watch that. Again. Oh my gosh! If my life um, had a laugh track, <laughs> <laughs> that would be the biggest laugh track moment. Um. But speaking of M. Night, how did you get introduced to M. Night Shyamalan? Did you really want to go down this road so early in the episode? If you, I mean, he is our main uh, filmmaker. <coughs> well, there's a, there's a certain film that I'm sure we all figured I'm going to talk about. Because mm-hmm. I mentioned it a lot. It yes. was The Last Airbender. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, that no. was the first M. Night Shyamalan film that I watched. Um, Jeez, that's a rough start. When did that come, movie come out? I was probably nine years old or oh, something. Oh, nine, 2010s. 2010-ish. Yeah. Uh, I think that was the first time Shyamalan, Shyamalan actually got like a, an actual huge budget for a film, too. Like before then, his budgets weren't that large. They, were, were, still making they some... were still large, but I think that was the one where it was like a popular IP to something. It was like a, he got $100 million or something to make that film. I'm 150, pretty, yeah. 150? It was like because Nickelodeon owned the rights to yeah. Last Airbender. And yep. they're like, okay, this is our big IP. We want like everything in it, big <coughs> budget. And then they gave it to M. Night. Yeah. And By the way, I'm probably going to be coughing a lot in the episode because Christian assassinated my nuts. So. Don't worry. We called the hospital already. They're there's gonna, a coaster right there, man. They're going to they're gonna be all, oh, yeah, there's a coaster. What the heck, man? I gave you a coaster. You're like, anyways. <laughs> we give Christian a cup of coffee. And then he's just like, oh, this is my house now. <laughs> 
What? Straight just, up. No, I, he did do Josh, the same you thing. Did the exact same thing. Look at that. We got the Christian a microphone, guys. Same, same thing. So it's if, you're, Christian. if you're wondering who the third voice is, it's Christian. He's behind the camera. He's behind the camera. And he's going to tell us to <laughs> shut up and, and uh, yeah. He, now he doesn't need to like point at me to be like, tell Nevis to push his mic back. He can just be like, Nevis, push your mic back. Yeah. You know, he's like, Josh, sit up. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, uh, Lost Airbender, I was nine years old. I went to see it with my older brother, my mm-hmm. younger brother, Matt, uh, my dad, and one of my cousins. Mm-hmm. And I remember right after it, right afterwards, we went to the Wendy's because it was... It was the cinema where it's no longer it's no longer like a cinema anymore. It's the rec room, I think it is. Oh my gosh! On the, Queen oh, Street. that Mississauga, the movie theater in Mississauga. No, 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 square not one. Mississauga, not in Square One. The, is it a rec room or is it a Palladium? I think it might be a Palladium. It is a Palladium. It's oh, a Palladium. okay, yeah. Sorry. On Queen Street, right? Queen Street. Queen Street. Or Steels. Steels. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm thinking of the other theater. I know. The I, yeah, the rec room. I went to the rec room actually over the winter break. But um. Yeah, anyways, uh, that, so we went to that one, and then right afterwards we went to the Wendy's because yeah. I was like, I want to try Baconator. That was probably the highlight of my day because I came out of the Last Airbender, loving it. I thought it was great. Really. I was nine years old, and I tricked my brain into liking it yeah. the same way I tricked my brain into loving uh, Jar Jar Binks and Star Wars Episode One. Oh my god. I came out of it like, yeah, that movie was so good. Yeah. And then I got a bootleg version from the flea market uh, <laughs> and I was rewatching it and yeah. then I had a I took a break from watching it. Wow. And then I I I had the DVD for the Nickelodeon show. Yeah. That my older brother got me on my birthday. Mhm. I'm watching it and I'm like, yeah, this is such a great show. Cuz before then I was watching it on on demand mm-hmm. and they'd like rotate episodes yeah, like yeah, every reruns. few weeks. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't get to watch every episode. So then my brother got me seasons two and three on DVD, the yep. box set. Mm-hmm. And I'd watch that religiously. Wow. And then I came back to the, lo- to the last Airbender movie. Mm. And then I started watching YouTube videos on it. You know, I was a little older. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. This movie is shit. This movie's yeah. absolute garbage. This is actually the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Ugh. I think... The Last Airbender will forever be the worst movie I've ever had the displeasure of watching. Yeah. With all that being said, oh my god, how did you get introduced? To how did Shyamalan? I get introduced? Well, I got introduced uh, with a more, um, be- with a much better film, I would say, better received. I saw The Sixth Sense oh. when I was, um, I think I was twelve years old. Yeah. Which, oh, by the way, before yep. before we. Viewer engagement. Comment, comment, comment below what you guys think of Com- the Last Airbender. Yes, comment. Is below. it shit or super shit? Let us know. I have a lot of friends who have very passionate opinions on that particular movie. It's a very divisive film. I I think it's agreed upon to be M Night's worst film. I think so too. Yeah. And then because it's not only a terribly made film, but you also have the passionate fan base on top of that. Yep. So it's kind of like. Oh my God! You just you like shit on top of shit. Yep. <laughs> and considering his history with like decent child actors, like you're about to get into Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. Child yeah. acting in The Last Airbender was not gored. There was a lot of issues with just everything about that. But going, Sixth Sense. Going back to Sixth Sense, I remember seeing that because my parents always talked about it and mm. the twist ending and stuff. They always yeah. love movies with twists in them, and they were like, "The Sixth Sense? Oh, that's the ultimate one." I didn't know anything about the film, and then when the twist happened. Also, yeah. are we cool with doing spoilers for this particular episode, or no? Uh, spoiler warning for the following movies. If we could get like just like a list of the movies, Christian, is that possible? Is that just possible? like I could just say them too to make your life easier. Six Sense, okay. Unbreakable, 
Um, probably Village, probably Lady on the Water, probably... Uh, I don't know how much we're going to talk about each film, but those are the main ones. Basically, so M. Night's filmography. Yeah. So lots M. Night Shyamalan's filmography. So if you don't want to watch, if you don't want to get the spoilers, pause this episode, go yeah. watch all those movies, and then come back. It's very important that you come back. <laughs> because we need to watch our, we need our viewership. Watch the episode. Anyways. Anyways. So yeah, Sixth Sense, the ending to that, I did not expect with Bruce Willis being dead the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I didn't, like, I couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, this guy, he's, he got, he had, what's another film he's made? And my dad's like, oh, well, he also directed this film called Unbreakable with Bruce Willis as well and Sam Jackson. Yep. And I was like, oh. Those are some good performances he got out of them. Oh, my gosh. I watched cool. Unbreakable and I didn't know the twist of that. I loved it. I loved it even more. I loved the, what I loved about Unbreakable was the cinematography as well. Mm -hmm. I actually wrote an essay on it for film class, uh, cinematography, because of how everything was lit differently. So like Elijah Price's character was purple. Mm -hmm. So they used a lot of purple colors and the scenery and the lighting. And um, Elijah and then, uh, what was the, Bruce Willis's character yeah. was green. Mm -hmm. So they used a lot of green colors and green and purple, orange, and all these vibrant colors because it's like a superhero film. Yeah. But it's set in the real world. Mm -hmm. So it was all about lighting. So I thought... Man, that's really clever. So I'm like, oh, Sixth Sense, Unbreakable. These are two great films. Yeah. What's the next one? Signs. Was that so the Mark Wahlberg? That's one? the Mel Gibson one. Mel Gibson no. and Joaquin Phoenix. That was the oh, alien yeah. one. Oh, yeah. But that's a good one, isn't it? Uh, that's a divisive one. I watched it and things. it was parts were boring. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is like, I was like, oh, maybe it's a slow burn. Maybe it has its audience. So I was like, ah, oh, you know what? It's M. Night trying something new. Yeah. I hated the ending to that, though. It was the aliens. Uh, their weakness was water. Oh. And it's like, okay, if I'm an alien and I'm going to a planet, I think the one planet I wouldn't go to is one with 70% of it being water. water. I'm like, am I what? A little bit of hit reading. So I, uh, I think after that, it was just like terrible films. Like The Village was boring. Yeah. Oh, The Village had a stupid ending too. Oh yep. my god. Yeah. That's Bryce Dallas Howard, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was so Oh my gosh. Like, oh, it was actually a park reserve and oh, stuff yeah. like Ooh, and the Rangers. Like, that was the, so dumb. That's like forcing. It's not the it's, 17th it's, century? It's, it's not like, me. You know what that reminded me of? Like the, the best analogy I could have for the village's ending was like, imagine, uh, uh, you know, the circle hole, uh, a hole, and you're trying to fit in a triangle into the hole, and it's not fitting. Wow. Sorry, I... Didn't think that through, but you know what I mean. It doesn't fit. Yeah, okay. That's the analogy I was going with. It doesn't fit because they were trying to force a twist ending into a movie, even though it didn't really need a twist ending. It could have been interesting yeah, on its own, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. And then, in my opinion, because I have not seen Last Airbender, in my opinion, the worst M. Night film I have seen, The Happening. Don't, oh, I thought you were going to say The Happening? Come on, the man. Happening. That's a comedy. That is not a comedy. That's a comedy, man. I'm you sorry. Got, you got to just get a little, a little buzz. What? No. <laughs> the the part I laughed hysterically, I was in tears, was the moment where he's like, I think one of the kids was like, open the door. I'm going to kick your ass or whatever. And then you the door opens or like there was a shotgun slowly moving. And then Mark Wahlberg turns and it's like in slow motion. It's like, <laughs> Jamie. And it's like, boom, and then the kid gets shot. And he's like, Ugh. how could you not think? Okay, I was in what tears. What do you think when you watch The Room or Room? The It's so bad, it's good. Yeah, that's how I watched it. But here's the, the thing. I, okay, I tried so hard. I was like, I thought it was a comedy. 
all my friends were like, no, this is serious. I'm like, no, 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 it isn't. I check Wikipedia. It's like a drama. I'm like, it is not a drama horror. Get out of here. I watched interviews from M. Night back in 2007 because that's when it came out. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, this is kind of like Hitchcock type of thing. I'm like, Hitchcock? What are you, what are you talking about? This ain't psycho. What are you, this isn't <laughs> scary. This is one of the funniest what? comedies. No. Mark Wahlberg talks like this probably... the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mark Wahlberg. I I had to I I bought cough syrup at this. It was I didn't even have a cough. <laughs> I just bought some cough I syrup. I think that's probably the... Mark Wahlberg's second worst performance. For worst performance I've also, seen. Also Zoe Deschanel's worst. Oh, yeah, makes you kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like staring at the screen. It's just what happened? Did did what? I don't know. Maybe it's just like they took drugs before <laughs> making the movie. And said, all right, you guys can act, right? The only actor that was good in the movie and tried was uh, John Leguizamo's character. John like Le- is John Leguizamo the guy from Chef and the Super Mario yeah. Brothers movie? Yeah, he po- he guy. he even in a terrible film like The Happening, I voice it, crack. It's okay. Even a terrible Memphis film like that. Through the changes. Even oh, shut up. Coming from you, anyways. And yeah. Nevis used to make fun of me of that in high school. <laughs> I did, I did, I did. What? Oh, there you go. But yours was worse. It was like a, a extra pitch shift. Anyways, um, no, but the happening John Leguizamo gives a good performance in a terrible film, and mm. I was like, oh, that's amazing. He's only in it for like ten minutes, so doesn't I mean, really that's probably a, that's probably for the best. Yeah, but um, oh my, God. no, I watched the happening. <sighs> As a comedy, I'm just like, shut up. This is not a serious film. This is hilarious. But yeah, I'd say Mark Wahlberg's worst performance was in Transformers 4. <laughs> I'm an inventor. I, this is what I do. I invent things. You would understand. No. You're an inventor, like me. No, <laughs> Talking to fucking Elon that's, Musk. That's his best performance, because in the scene, he drinks a, a, a Bud Light oh my in God. front of the camera. And he's this like, drink Bud Light. It's a spaceship. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg's worst performance was The Happening, though. And then, it's like, okay, you have Last Airbender, you have Happening. M. Night, you must make a good film now, right? I mean, you can only go to, uh, above from there. He directs After Earth. And oh, God, I completely look. forgot about After Earth. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and I was literally watching clips of it last night. I couldn't sleep, and I was just watching clips J- preparing for this episode. Jaden Smith's best performance. <coughs> he, he's like... How bad of a director do you have to be? How bad of, like... A duo do you have to be to have an actual father and son have no chemistry? Will Smith, his worst decision in his career was being an After Earth, mm. both financially and critically, because he's like, all right, I'm going to do another film because, you know, my son Jaden was in The Karate Kid in Pursuit. He's a good actor. All right, let me get an a- let me get a really good director. Let me get M. Night Shyamalan, who just directed The Last Airbender. Yeah, that's a perfect one. And you know what else? I'm not even going to be charismatic in the film. I'm going to be the boringest character ever. This guy actually looked at the script and was like, Ah, desert! 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 Oh my gosh. Yeah! The movie was so bad. I saw that in theaters. I saw that in theaters. I think we watched it. I don't know if we Probably. You watched After? Yeah. In what, like religion or something? I think so. That seems like it's a, a religious It's a very yeah. religious film, I guess. It's, it just seems Avatar vibes, oh, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't think the plot of it has anything to do with religion. You know what it was? Probably the religion teacher was like, oh, this is Avatar, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's like that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, Mom, can we watch Avatar? We have Avatar at home. Avatar After at home. <laughs> oh, no. What would you say is worse, though? Um, <coughs> um, After Earth or Gemini Man? I have not seen Gemini Man. I do have a friend who defends that film oh yeah as being like 
a, a good action film. I've heard so. it's a. It, I just wanted to put it out there because it's not a great film. So I was like, well, do you think After Earth is better or worse? Or? I I will say After Earth is Will Smith's worst movie that I've seen. I would say so. Yeah. 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 I would watch any other. Why haven't we done an episode on Will Smith? Well, we will. Let's put that in. But life. after After Earth. After After Earth. M. Night kind of had a comeback. Well, yeah, he did. With, with The Visit. The Yeah. The, which, I'm going to be honest, I was like, the twist ending is uh, like the episode in Spongebob. When the parents. parents. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, him. we don't have a son. And it's just like, oh, yeah, the grandparents aren't actually I'm the grandparents. I'm Shyamalan, Shyamalan probably directed that episode of Spongebob. No, he probably saw one of his kids watch the Spongebob episode. Like, That's what I'm going to And then he just writes the twist. Call this fucking. <laughs> Dude, I have an idea. I have an idea. My kids were watching Spongebob, and like the twist on that episode was amazing. We got to put it in this film. And it's like. I love that every single episode we do has somehow has to come to Spongebob. Yeah. Some we should have we should have put something about SpongeBob into our name. Uh, yeah, something like that. But but yeah, the visit I will was okay. I, I will say the visit was it was better than After Earth. It was definitely like he sunk so. Low. It was like this, and it's like he just kind of. It's like I. That's the best part about hitting hitting ground zero or the or rock bottom. Anything you make after it's gonna come up. There's nowhere. <laughs> there's no other direction to go but up. But up, and then where else can we go? But up. It's my uh, Al Pacino impression. Oh, okay. From uh, The Irishman. Hoo-ah. No, what the? <laughs> I'm Al Pacino. Stop. Don Pacino. No, stop. Why haven't I been in an M. Night Shyamalan movie? That Has cool. he not? He hasn't. Oh. He could be. Christian, have you seen any Shyamalan films? Uh, other than After Earth, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, you poor, poor thing. <laughs> oh, maybe The Sixth, Sixth Sense. Sense. Maybe, Sixth Sense was yeah. good. Um, that's his like most popular one. That's the yeah. one where he got all the Oscars and Absolutely, stuff. Absolutely, yeah. And like he also was young when Wasn't he directed that, like, it. Wasn't like his third movie or something? It was okay. So he made his his Indian uh, praying with anger, praying with anger, which was a very low budget film. But you know, I I saw parts of it on YouTube when I saw it. I was thinking of you because I was really? like, I can see Nevis like doing something like this and then like getting some acclaim and then doing something big. That afterwards. was M Night Shyamalan's tough. <laughs> that was <laughs> yo. Unironically, that was kind of his tough yeah that was yeah that <laughs> was because it? it was like an hour long the the praying with anger movie and i was like oh okay like it's not amazing but like for a student film i could see yeah he was still a student right yeah yeah i think it was like 22 23 mm. when he directed it and then he directed another film called wide awake which was like a comedy family film starring rosie o'donnell completely like different from what he was going to direct next yeah which was he the was sixth still, sense he was still finding his way yeah he also wrote Stuart little he wrote Stuart little yeah he wrote my childhood movie i know it's the craziest thing he wrote Stuart little and then the same year he directed the sixth sense <laughs> this guy's got range that's like what's his name acting in goodfellas and then going on to be in home alone Oh, yeah. Joe Pesci, too. But, yeah, like, that's what M. Night's career was like. And he was, like, 29 when he directed The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Jeez, like, that's really, really ambitious for him. And then... And then what came out after The Sixth Sense? Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Yeah, so he was on a a, a career high. And then what would you say was the one film that, like, brought it down before Avatar? Village. Village? You know what's the funniest thing about The Last Airbender 2? What? (laughs) It's, like, the only one that he didn't start, that he didn't have a role in. Yeah. <laughs> like even he was like, "Ah, oh, this shit is terrible." Oh my gosh! Like, yo, the movie was so bad. Yeah, 
It's like the casting. I don't think he so had a cameo in After Earth either. He didn't. Was it, I don't was, think wasn't that one like primarily uh, Jaden and Will? Right. And it was CGI. more of a Jaden and Will Smith movie, so I don't think he made a cameo. Not in that. to mention, I feel like he doesn't know how to use CG. He doesn't employ CGI properly. Every film I've seen that employs CGI that that was directed by Shyamalan looks like the CGI just looks terrible. Well, he he's better with simple stories. Yeah, it's like don't don't give him like. Uh, like yeah, After Earth sci-fi. Yeah, but apparently you know they're making a a Last Airbender TV show now, a live-action TV show. So. Is a, is that gonna be good? I don't know. Uh, as I'm not a fan of the show, but I've heard mixed things from different people. It's never gonna be as good as the Last Airbender. Nothing can. The Last Airbender is what I would actually say is a perfect TV show. Yeah, it's perfect. There's like two episodes out of the seventy episodes that aren't ten out of ten. Wow. You know, it's a great narrative. The characters are. The characters are fantastic, especially for a kids' show. Mm-hmm. The last Airbender came around, shat on all of that. Yeah, you know, my name is Ong, and uh, the acting the is new so t- bad. Leave him alone. Can we can we talk about Split? Because I feel like oh, that yeah. was I feel like that was like actually M Night's like comeback. Because I saw Split and mm. I heard all the good reviews. I'm like, wait, 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 did, wait, wait. Did, 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 no, no, no. Did, did M Night direct like <laughs> like a good movie? Like like an actually great movie. Am I dreaming? Am I, dr- I got goosebumps, man. So I watched the movie and I was like, oh my god, like this acting's like good. Yep. James McAvoy is amazing in it. James McAvoy is amazing. Period. And then oh well, yeah, in general, like even if he's in a terrible X Men film, I'll watch it still. Yep. But anyways, like the ending of that film, I was like, oh, you know, I was like, wait, there was no twist really. Like kind of, mm-hmm. I guess, with Anya Taylor Joy's character. Yeah. But that was it. I was like, hey. Yeah, you don't have to go crazy with the twist. But then they make it part of the Unbreakable universe. And I was like, yo, <laughs> that's amazing. And, you know, I, at a part of me was like, I want to see more. But then another part of me was like, no, no, no. That's good. Leave it there. All right, don't act like hubris. Yep. Don't go too close to the sun. And then what was the movie that came out afterwards? Glass. Glass. And that's where I was like, he went too close to the sun. Also, it's not hubris. It's Icarus. Icarus. Oh no, Icarus. hubris is the active. Hubris is like this is my hubris. My yeah, hubris yeah, is yeah. Sorry, I procrastinate. procrastinate. My hubris is this. Icarus. Icarus was the god that flew too close to the. Yeah, sun. somebody mentioned that to me because I was talking about hubris and they're like, "I saw external or, or not externals, eternals." Yeah, I can't. I can't speak today. <laughs> hey, unique you know what I mean? Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. Um, but yeah, Glass was disappointing. Cinematography was good. Mm-hmm. I thought the performances were okay. Bruce Willis was not as good as he was in Unbreakable. I'm sorry. He just kind of looked like he was going to fall asleep. Well, Unbreakable is a t- fantastic film. He, like, Bruce Willis is one of his finest performances. Yeah. So good. He's so subtle in it. He's like, it, it, his range is beautiful. And then you watch Glass, and he's like, it's oh, a, it's I, a died in, I died in a puddle. It's a very obvious step down. It's like three steps down, honestly. Like, there's so many moments in the movie where I'm just like, oh, oh, that's what he meant with this character. Like, I'm not going to go too much into it, but like Elijah Price's character, he's like a mad scientist and stuff. And my yeah. thought of his character in Unbreakable was like, no, he's a mentally ill person that was doing these terrorist acts. Like, anybody could do it. Yeah. You know, he's not a, he's not a mastermind. He's crazy because he thought that the comic book world was real. Mm-hmm. And then in glass is like, no, he's actually smart. He's able to escape this asylum with just and I'm like, that's stupid. <laughs> that's just dumb. I'm sorry, but like that's what happens when you when you don't quit while you're ahead. Like, you know? Th- 
he literally it, there's moments where it's like it's so much better metaphorically than literally glass is a representation of taking parts of unbreakable the cleverness and putting it literally instead mm-hmm. of metaphorically and yeah. that's why i thought it was a disappointment also old suck too his most recent one old <laughs> the beach that makes you old yeah oh my oh, I didn't gosh know that ca- i didn't know that came out yeah oh. i just i saw that too and i was like wow the, the twist do you want to know the twist to that I'm not going to watch it, sure. Good. Okay, so the twist is essentially all these people are old because the island is, like, centered. And um, a bunch of scientists outside of the island are, like, experimenting on these people because they all have different illnesses, like dementia and stuff. So, like, oh, well, maybe if we give them this serum, we'll leave them on this island and we'll find out the results quicker because they're aging faster. And it's this whole exposition that takes, like, three minutes not clever at all at representing it. It's just some scientist talking to a group of people, even though the scientists would know that already because yeah. they've been doing experiments for years. <laughs> That's, yeah. It's, it's it's become too cliche at this point for, like, when when I walk into an M. Night Shyamalan film, I expect it to be, to be a twist. Like, yeah. if, I, if, if I was watching Split for the first time, I would be waiting for the, even after the credits, where I'd be like, when is the twist coming? Right. The biggest twist would probably be that there's no twist. That's a that's what uh, what reminded me of a, a film. I don't even know if it's gonna be, get made or or anything. But M Knight said that he wanted to work on a film with Bruce Willis again for That'd a third nice. time. But he would the genre would be a rom com, and he said it like straight faced. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, is this like a double layer of irony where it's like like he's saying this so that people are like, oh, but it's actually a twist on this. And in reality, it's, like a twist it's just on society. Yeah, yeah. But in reality, there is no twist, and he's just making a plain rom com with Bruce Willis. <laughs> and like, I'm like, if he does the <laughs> other way, like just a plain rom com with people thinking it's a twist, it's genius. Yeah, yeah. It's the biggest. I'm not shot on directed fucking like love as it is. Right. If he does that, I'm thinking, well, probably won't. He'll probably do the same thing that everyone knows him for. Um, but yeah, it's a love and hate relationship. With I can't him, wait like, to watch that movie and like be at the edge of my seat, like waiting for somebody to reveal something. Like, I you didn't know this, but I'm an alien. I'm an alien, <gasps> and I'm taking over the planet. Yeah, but that's another thing too about his twist is like, in both Unbreakable and Sixth Sense, the twist is good, but there's still leverage behind it. Like Sixth Sense, it's sad. Yeah, when you find out that he's dead, he goes to his wife and he's just like, "I think I can go now" and stuff. And then you see his ring, and then the last shot you see is a videotape of them at their wedding. It's sad. You're gonna make me cry right now, man. Dude, I get emotional of that because it's like that's how good the movie is. Mm-hmm. Even if you take the twist out, yeah, and it's just that scene, it's still amazing. Unbreakable too. Yep. Where it's like, I know who I am. I have a purpose in life and stuff. That's Elijah Price's character. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's crazy, but you sympathize because it's like, damn. Like, I would feel like shit too if, like, I was in that lifestyle that he like, had. Yeah, I feel like a lot of M. Night's best films where a lot of his, like, the twists were very character focused and, like, yeah. the movies were a lot more about the characters and not about the spectacle. You yeah, know? less about, like, oh, where can I fit in a twist? Don't think that way. Try to make interesting characters try to make believable characters don't write dialogue that sounds like a robot well shit man <laughs> let's 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 write a script write a script for let's. m night i will say recently he's been directing and working on a show on apple tv called servant it's on its third season really i would highly recommend it gotcha it's probably the best thing m night has worked on in a long time and i would highly recommend it. season three is good um 
but yeah, that's all I really have to say about M. Night. I think he's a love it or hate it director. I mean, I'd say he's both because I yeah. love a lot of his films and then I, I absolutely despise a lot of his films. Same. So if you're still here, thanks for sticking around. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, let us know what you think of M. Of M. Night Shyamalan in the uh, comments. You know, mm-hmm. uh, do, you, do you love him? Do you hate him? Do you do you love and hate him at the same time? With passion. You know, let us know. Yeah. Um, if you've made it this far, feel free to leave a like on the video uh, and subscribe. Check out our Instagram and our Patreon and our uh, TikTok mm-hmm. to see some updates. Yeah. As well as uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll just talk to you guys in the next episode. Yep. Peace out, Peace. y'all.